When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My God, I know y'all saw Coop flying yesterday. Even with market weakness, early in the morning, Coop just kept pushing. Then when the market flipped back off the lows, it gave Coop an even bigger push to the upside. If you're just getting to the show, I'm referring to a stock that we bought with the $20 challenge from last month. Now, the idea of the challenge was to prove to you that you can start earning money in the stock market starting with as little as $20. We put the full $20 into a company, Coupa Software, based on my technical analysis. Since that initial investment, which I called out here on the show before buying the stock, it's up 13%. We should all be very happy and proud. Quick round of applause. Now, let's talk about when the right time is to take profits. Oh, and I forgot. This is your host, Alex Cunningham, and you're tuned into the Market Ventures podcast, if you didn't know. We're going to give a shout out to an amazing company that I've partnered with, and then we'll jump right into the episode. So big shout out to one of our sponsors, Passive. Most of us are DIY investors. If you're like me and you have a family, I'm running accounts for multiple people, four to five people at a time. But who has the time to keep track of every family member's investment accounts? Personally, I use Passive to automate all the tedious parts of saving for retirement so I can enjoy doing the things I love with my family. Using their new model portfolios, I can quickly modify the direction of all of our funds in the direction that they're allocated. I can share those models with my friends and other family members too. Passive also keeps my portfolio balanced without me having to do any extra work. Not just my stocks either, but my crypto portfolio too. Setting an account, linking my brokerage, takes only a few minutes and it saves me hours of work and money too. Passive links directly with some of the most popular brokers, including Interactive Brokers, TD Ameritrade, which I use, Alpaca, Tradier, and Questrade. If you handle your investments yourself, you're probably wasting a lot of money and a lot of time. Passive might be your solution. Visit Passive.com adventures. That's Passive. P-A-S-S-I-V dot com slash adventures to get 50% off an elite subscription. Now, I've done an episode similar to this in the past, episode 168 titled When to Sell Stocks and Options. And basically the message for that episode was to sell after market reactions in your favor. For example, if you're holding Tesla, and an unexpected rumor comes out, let's say they got a government contract or something, uh, and the stock shoots up 15% in a day, I was suggesting that in instances like those, uh, those are great opportunities to get profits, right? Because it was unexpected, and it was fueled by a great deal of excitement. You could not have predicted that would happen. If you're not ruled by greed, and you know, wondering, oh, it'll probably keep going higher, 
Then you take the unexpected profits and move on. So you sell on reactions in your favor. This time, however, we're using an actual trade that we entered with real money. No hypothetical uh, situation. Even better, there wasn't any unexpected news. Just a regular day in the market. Here's exactly what I said in episode 231 when we first bought Coop for the $20 challenge. Episode 231 is titled, Will Crypto Crash This Week, by the way. Here's what I said. The $20 play will be made on Coop. I'll be using Robinhood to buy fractional shares. The price target is 5% at $257. Once it gets there, I'm going to take 50% off the table and wait for confirmation of a reversal or a downturn before selling the rest. If it keeps going higher, our next price target will be $280, taking profits off the table as it goes higher. If we're wrong and the stock turns around, the max loss we're willing to take is $0.50. If we're wrong, we're wrong, and we move on. Now, truth be told, I did not actually take half the position off at $257. And here's where we get into the lesson. The market gapped above $257. Right? It gapped above the 5% target. Now, there wasn't actual resistance at 5%. That 5% for me is just a conservative target. I put on any trade that I have. If I can't get 5% with room above it before resistance, I won't touch the stock. So if I'm looking at a stock and I've established a support and resistance, I've established a box for the stock that it normally bounces in between. If that box isn't enough that I can get 5% somewhere in the middle and still have room to the upside then I won't touch it. If the box is exactly 5%, I won't touch it. If it's 6%, I won't touch it, right? I want to be able to get 5% comfortably with room to the top if the stock wants to keep going. Now, the first level of resistance was for Coop was actually identified at 14% or $280. So when the stock gapped above that 5% and held strong, I stayed in the position. Right, Because 257 was not actually a point of resistance. It was just a target that I set pre- preemptively for all my trades that that's what I would like to get. And once I get to that point, I'm happy. But there was no resistance there. Right, So that's lesson one. Give yourself room to take a small chunk of a potential move, which is what we did. Right? We gave ourselves enough room above 5% that if we decided to take 5%, that we would be happy. For instance... If you had $100,000 that you could put into a trade and you wanted to live off of your investments and your monthly expenses came to $5,000 for you to live comfortable and happy, then guess what? You put $100,000 in a trade, you take 5%, 5% of $100,000 is $5,000, right? You can pay all your expenses with a $100,000 investment and a 5% gain. Now, if that's your goal and that's what you want to do, then good. You take your profits at 5% because your goal is to pay your expenses and live your life. You can keep investing that $100,000, adding to that balance, and live your life off of your trades. That's a goal for me in the future, but for right now, that 5% is what I I need to develop a strategy to make 5%. But for right now, I'm not taking 5% as long as my technicals support me moving further. So that's lesson two, is that when you get to that 5%, with no resistance, and the technicals remain bullish, it's okay to stay in the trade. I just make a decision at that moment, right? When when it hits that 5% target or gaps above it, I make a decision at that moment, right? Based on my plan and my methodology. Do I take some off the table? Well, is the stock slowing down, right? If it isn't, then no. 
is if the stock goes from vertical to sideways, right, at that 5%, then, yeah, I'm going to secure some profits. I'm going to take some off the table. For example, the original stock before Coop, I was going to suggest, was Spotify. There were some technical difficulties, uh, so I didn't actually get to give that out to you. But Spotify hit my 5%, a little bit above it, and it started going sideways. So what I do, I took half the position off the table. Not the whole thing, just half because it didn't actually hit a resistance level. For some reason, it just started going sideways at a particular price level. So I took half percent off, half of it off the table. Coop isn't going sideways at all. Coop is going vertical. I'm not going to take off my percentage because it's still going vertical. It hasn't slowed down. So that's lesson two for me. Lesson three is as we approach that top end, right, we drew a box. Support at the bottom, resistance at the top. Um, support and resistance really quickly. There's older episodes on it. Just search support and resistance, control F to find and type in support and resistance for the podcast show and you'll find it. Um, is essentially points that the stock has hit and bounced off of. And you want to find uh, areas where or, or prices where in the past it's touched at least three times. So for me, 280 was a point that the stock touched from the top twice and from the bottom once or vice versa. I'm not actually looking at the chart. But that is a form of resistance, and then when it breaks above, it becomes support, right? Support becomes resistance, resistance becomes support. Anyway, so that 280 was that is that resistance, right? That's the top end of the range. That's why I expect, expect prices to touch and have some kind of emotional reaction, right? Now, you have a decision to make at that point as well, right? The stock price, the stock may or may not make it have an emotional reaction at that price level. But you, as an investor, you cannot have an emotional uh, reaction, right? You are purely technical. You are not allowed to be emotional. When it gets to that point, have the indicators changed? You look at your indicators. When price gets to a resistance level, have the indicators changed, right? Has the broader market changed? Is the stock still going vertical or slowing down as it approaches the ceiling, right? So for us, the indicators have not changed. They're still very bullish, The RSI in the daily is getting very high, but it is not overbought yet. Has the market changed? No. The, the S&P 500 was weak yesterday, but the overall broader market has not changed. Is the stock still going vertical or slowing down as it approaches the ceiling? No, the stock is still going vertical. In fact, it sped up yesterday, approaching that ceiling. So you have to take profits at this particular juncture and be happy. Or you wait for the technicals to change. And be happy. Either way, be happy because you're you have a profit. If the stock were to turn around right now and drop down back to my 5% market and I took it, why the hell would I be upset? I got a profit. If the stock kept going and I took my profits at 280, right? Let's let's say it went sideways at 280 and I took it. I was like, man, let me get off the table. And I took my 14% and the stock kept going. Why am I gonna be mad? I just got a huge chunk out of that stock move. So, like I said. Take your profits, be happy, wait for technicals to change, be happy. There's no reason to try to attempt to pick a top of a move, right? Or worry about uh, missing something. Just make the decision at that moment and stick with it. And when I say make a decision at that moment, you've made a decision in the past that when you get to this moment, these are your choices, right? Or if it's your game plan that you don't want to make any decisions, which is probably what you should do if you're a beginner trader, it's when it gets to this price, I sell. And you can do that too. There's nothing wrong with that. But the minute that you linger and lose sleep over a decision, 
you're allowing the greed monster to feed. And if the greed monster takes over your trade in this decision, even if you make money on this trade, your account is doomed. Not in this trade, but in the future, that greed monster will eat and eat and keep getting bigger and bigger until you get clapped. Now, since I call this trade out for the community as a challenge for all of us, I will let you know what I decided to do. I'm staying in the trade. Weekly indicators all have a lot of room uh, to the upside for the for the, for Coop. The dailies are all pointing up. When I say weekly, when I look at the three to five year weekly chart, each candle is a week. It's showing me three to five years of data. When I say dailies, daily is one year. Every candle is a day. And all of those candles are showing that data. So when I say weeklies and dailies, that's what I mean. So the dailies are all pointing up. The indicator that will trigger me taking half my position off or half our position off is the RSI on the daily. The RSI is the only indicator that is threatening right now. It's sitting at 68. And as we know, 70 is a danger zone. Anything above 70 is overbought, right? Now, if that gets triggered, right, if we enter that 70 number, I will look for how the price reacts to the RSI. If the price doesn't care, it will keep. It can keep going if it wants to and just run into the red. If you look at NVIDIA's chart, right, uh, ticker symbol NVDA, and look up the one-year daily chart and have the RSI there, that thing is blood red. It's been blood red for weeks, and the stock just keeps going. That's what happens. The stock doesn't have to react to indicators. It doesn't. Indicators are just there to try to measure what's happened in the past to p- indicate what could potentially happen at that particular juncture. So the RSI doesn't have to dictate what the stock price does, right? But in this instance, for us, when it gets to that 70, we start paying attention, right? If the RSI is allowed to run red and the stock price keeps going and investors are still very bullish, great. All we have to do is look for the RSI to turn the other way, right? Now we use that indicator to tell us when to look for an exit. When the RSI turns the other way, and the price becomes anchored to the RSI, so now it's moving down with the RSI, then I'll take half the position off and lock in profits. But I won't take my entire position off. Why? Because if the daily is overbought and the weekly still has room to run, the stock could keep going, right? So we'll wait to see what happens. So if that RSI is allowed to run red for Coop, hear me, listen to me, I'm saying, I'm telling you exactly what I'm going to do. If the RSI is allowed to run red on Coop, Right, and Coop is allowed to go past that 280 resistance that we talked about, then we're going to leave that entire position in until the stock price becomes anchored to the RSI and the RSI coming down brings the stock price down as well. And then we'll look to take half our position off the table to lock in profits and see what happens next. If the daily overruns the weekly and the entire uh, stock keeps coming down, the weekly indicators change, when the weekly indicators change now, now we take our entire position off, right? So we, we like to wait and see. We don't want to try to predict anything. We wait and we see. We pay attention to the indicators. And as always, I will let you know what I decide to do before I do it. So if I decide to sell everything tomorrow, tomorrow's episode, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. when I release the episode, you will hear it before I do it. And that's a promise.
If any of you got into that trade when I called it out, congratulations. If this is your first time putting on a stock trade, congratulations. If you're just listening and watching, maybe you're paper trading this challenge, congratulations. All of you are wonderful. If you have any questions, send a message in the community discord and I'll respond. Marketadventures.co slash community or go to the marketadventures.co website, right? .co, marketadventures.co website, click on the community dropdown, right? The Discord is free. Not like any other Discord out there, it's free. We're all just posting trades, news, and the like. I posted my last trade that I went to yesterday. I forgot the name of the ticket symbol. It's like MKRT or something, something, something like that. I don't want to mislead you. But I entered a trade yesterday, and before I bought it, I put it in the Discord. The next episode will be on Friday. Now, unless anything changes, if the world, if I get wind... Um, you know, through the grapevine that the world is going to end on Thursday, then you'll hear from me Thursday morning. I will not let the world end without you hearing an episode. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying be well and remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. Adventure.